So we expect more files to be released of the Twitter files, which we've seen now. Four major revelations and uh, a lot more uh, to come. It is Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News and Talk and censorship is something that uh, some people advocate for. Uh, As we saw in the past two and a half years of COVID-19, there was a lot of censorship going on around the COVID pandemic. Everything from people saying that uh, you can't talk about alternative therapies to if you say that masks don't work, then you're going to be taken off of YouTube, for instance, a variety of other uh, different types of censorship that happened. And there was a lot of speculation that this was at the behest of government. And if that was the case, that was a severe violation of the First Amendment and free speech principles and free press principles. Uh, But a lot of that was speculation. Well, now it seems that uh, the revelations coming out are uh, indeed pretty clear uh, that there was uh, some government involvement. Uh, But I want to get your thoughts on some of this. Again, 217-629-7970. That's the phone number here with Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY Springfield's News and Talk. Uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter and you've got uh, uh, the the billionaire who uh, paid $44 billion for it and has been uh, really releasing all kinds of stuff to various independent journalists. Musk, by the way, most recently wrote on Twitter, the woke mind virus is either defeating, uh, defeated or nothing else matters. Again, the woke mind virus, he says, is either defeated or nothing else matters. Luke Rutowski, who is, um, uh, he's been an online commentator for, for a long time, he replied and said, we are either in mass awakening or a total collapse of society, Musk replying to that saying, exactly. So uh, the woke mind virus is something that Musk talked about uh, before he bought Twitter, uh, and uh, it was in reference to what he saw a lot of people uh, freaking out about jokes on Twitter. And in particular, you had the Babylon Bee that had their account suspended uh, if they didn't take out a tweet uh, about uh, uh, a a Biden administration official who's uh, transgender being the man of the year. Uh, And that was after another publication said that uh, this individual was woman of the year. Uh, Musk saw this, saw it as abhorrent, called it a woke mind virus. And then eventually he bought Twitter. uh, And we get to now uh, some of the most recent revelations from the Twitter files. And people, you know, rightfully so, uh, say that, uh, you know, social media companies are private companies and they can do what they want. Sure thing. Does that same argument hold up for those who say that, you know, a website designer uh, must must provide services to individuals based on their sexuality. Uh, so interesting to see kind of the double standards there on some of these arguments. But, uh, you know, Twitter being and Facebook being and Instagram being, Google being private companies, they have the right to, you know, do things. But the line is crossed when that is done at the behest of government. And the first few Twitter files that were released didn't really show that. However, the most recent ones do indeed show just that, that there were federal agencies meeting with Twitter officials that uh, were, were urging them to take certain actions or putting seeds in to you know, watch out for the, the Hunter Biden laptop story. That's going to be Russian misinformation, uh, which it wasn't uh, and, and is not and really does highlight a pay-to-play scheme that uh, House Republicans are set to investigate uh, when they take over the House. Uh, but uh, what you have is the most recent files being released uh, from Michael Schlellenberger, who uh, is an independent journalist, and it's about the removal of Donald 
Trump. And if you go through, you can read all about it uh, in the uh, the series of tweets that he puts out there, including uh, the the coordination between the Democrats, party officials, and Twitter. And uh, you can imagine that uh, other social media companies also uh, were being visited by federal agencies. Uh, and if they uh, had any role in telling social media companies to censor certain types of speech, that's a violation of the First Amendment and would be a huge bombshell that should rock the political space. Will it? We'll watch. Uh, get a couple of phone calls here. Good morning. You're on WMAY. You know, my worry is that it won't because the majority of people listening are, are stupid. I mean, what we just had happen in the 2020 election with our federal government working with Twitter, and we know they were working with Facebook, right. and we know they were working with other social media, and you know they're working with you know mainstream media as well. None of this is secret. Well, but but there's a difference. Let me let me just really quick say that uh, you know the Department of National National Intelligence um, they they did have meetings with social media companies as they have meetings with utility companies as they have meetings with a whole vast you know uh, private businesses talking about cybersecurity talking about uh, you know making sure that you have all the the proper uh, you know tech that uh, keeps you safe from hackers and whatnot you know those meetings took place and the the former DNI director uh, said just that uh, however it's other meetings that may have taken place with members of the FBI <clears throat> going and putting pressure on social media companies to censor speech if that happened that's a that's a huge violation of free speech on things like Hunter Biden on things like whether or not lockdowns were good for kids you know they were taking actual Stanford scientists and and literally saying, you know, their science is, is, is misinformation, therefore ban it. You know, take it off Twitter, d delete their DMs. Anybody that sends this story, grandmas, whatever, yeah. let's ban them. Yep. I mean, they, they took it too far. And the people listening, you aren't going to get up in arms because you're you're a bunch of freaking sheeple at this point. I mean, well, not the, not everybody. I think uh, talk radio listeners. Everybody, I've 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 gone far enough that if people aren't up in arms now, and we haven't even gotten to the part of the January sixth part of the Twitter leak filed stuff, we're just to the Trump stuff. And it's well, and we haven't really seen the full scope of the COVID uh, situation and the censorship around there, and that's what we expect to see coming down the line. Appreciate the call two one seven six two nine seven nine. 70. Uh, that's the phone number if you want to sound off on this. Again, 217-629-7970. Uh, Donald Trump was one of the targets, of course, of the uh, uh, Twitter policies. And uh, we'll hear from him uh, from back in 2020, where he seemed to call this out uh, when he was still president. So we'll get to that in a moment. Also, we'll hear from that Stanford uh, professor who was censored uh, and even flashback to, to Dr. Anthony Fauci, who uh, Musk recently said on Twitter, that uh, his pronouns, Musk's pronouns, are now prosecute Fauci. Uh, so we'll hear more about uh, some of that as well. Good morning. You're on WMAY. I think, uh, got, <clears throat> sorry, uh, two quick points. I just want to, if you know, if we're going to talk about government getting involved in censoring, I think at least it'd be fair to point out that if this was going on, if government was reaching out to Twitter and censoring, this was the Trump administration. You know, everyone's up in arms about, Oh, these were 
the leftists doing this, but if these were people from the you're right. government, yeah, you're right. Trump people. You're absolutely right. The same deep staters who likely leaked a whole bunch of documents and phone calls that Trump had with uh, foreign leaders, the same deep state actors who were uh, you know, colluding with uh, the Democratic Party to bring about the Russia-Trump collusion narrative, uh, to get FISA warrants to spy on the former uh, Trump campaign and the first few months of his administration. You're right. Yeah, it was it was Trump administration officials in the deep state who were indeed uh, conducting this uh, this shadowy operation uh, that uh, undermined the, the, think, the Trump administration. I also think those first those first files that came out, there are sitting Trump MAGA Republicans that were reaching out to Twitter too to get things pulled. It wasn't just. The left and the deep, but state. the vast was- majority of those were Democrats and the operatives within the Biden uh, campaign that were doing that. Stay tuned; we got much more to come, including more of your phone calls here with Springfield's Morning News on ninety-two-seven WMAY Springfield's News and- News with Greg Bishop on ninety-two-seven WMAY. All right, we've been talking about the Twitter files, and you can also chime in at 217-629-7970. And we've got the fourth round of Twitter files that were released over the weekend. Round three was released on Friday. But the first round that was released highlighted some of the uh, the initial findings that uh, we're likely to hear a lot more about. And uh, in particular, it uh, highlighted how one member of Congress did reach out two uh, officials at Twitter, and that was uh, California U.S. Representative Ro Khanna, uh, who mentioned uh, to Twitter officials that it uh, looks like there might be some violations of the spirits of the First Amendment. Ro Khanna recently uh, on Fox News talking about this, uh, saying that uh, he didn't do anything that was extraordinary. He just uh, merely uh, pointed out uh, his concerns about uh, the free press being uh, suppressed. Uh, and uh, here he is uh, talking about this uh, on Fox News. And go. Thank you, Maria. But I don't think what I did was anything exceptional. I was just standing up for our Constitution and for our First Amendment. It is wrong to censor newspapers. It is wrong to censor journalists. Look, the New York Post hasn't written a kind thing about me in my six years in Congress. Uh, They're a conservative uh, point of view paper. But that doesn't mean that you can stop uh, publishing their pieces or articles or censor their journalists from sharing stories. So it just offended the basic principles that our country is based on. So again, uh, Ro Khanna making it clear that uh, he he made this decision to reach out to Twitter when it was speculated that they were censoring speech, saying this seems to violate uh, the spirit of the First Amendment. Uh, and that first release of Twitter files didn't indicate federal involvement. However, the most recent Twitter files do indicate federal involvement with uh, Twitter officials meeting with members of the FBI, for instance. Uh, And we know that uh, Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook said the FBI would uh, meet with them and say, hey, watch out, there's some Russian disinformation that's coming. Uh, But it turns out that wasn't necessarily the case. Uh, But the most recent Twitter files do indicate uh, some uh, of the actions taken to suppress Donald Trump. Uh, And uh, Donald Trump, even back in uh, 2020, uh, he he talked about uh, being suppressed and uh, even mentioned uh, Yoel Roth, who's the former head of uh, Twitter's safety division uh, that made a lot of these uh, uh, proclamations about uh, Donald Trump. Uh, And here's Donald Trump back when he was president talking about this inside the Oval Office. And go. Uh, here's one. This is our, this is the arbiter. This guy is the arbiter of 
what's supposed to go on Twitter. He's the one he thought that uh, he thought. And if you use CNN as a guide, CNN, which is fake news, he uses CNN as a guide. His name is Yoel Roth. And he's the one that said that uh, mail-in balloting, you look mail-in. No fraud? No fraud? Really? Why don't you take a look all over the country? There's cases all over the country. If we went to mail-in balloting, our election all over the world would look as a total joke. It would be a total joke. There's such fraud and abuse. And you know about harvesting, where they harvest the ballots and they go and grab them and they go to people's houses and they say, sign here. So no. again, uh, Trump back then even highlighting how they knew that uh, Twitter uh, and Yoel Roth was was suppressing speech on, on Twitter and that uh, social media outlet. Uh, other outlets you can imagine as well. Somebody else who was censored was uh, uh, a Stanford uh, professor. Uh, and this deals with something else we're likely to hear a lot more about, uh, and that is the suppression of uh, conversations about COVID-19. And listen, the history of that is, you know, hey, Fauci said don't wear masks, and then he said wear masks. You had Illinois public health officials saying there's no threat to the general public multiple times, and then all of a sudden saying we got to lock everything down and keep your kids home from school and close your business and uh, skyrocket uh, unemployment. Uh, and then, you know, the the whole idea of uh, where the, uh, the virus originated. Did it come from the wet markets? If you talked about... About it coming out of a uh, lab, you were a COVID idiot and uh, you were hurting people and you were being suppressed. Then it comes out months later. Oh, well, well, you know, the lab leak theory is actually a legitimate theory and likely where it came from. So you can see that uh, all of the suppression of speech around COVID as well, very troubling. Well, um, Jay uh, Bataraccia, uh, I'm pretty sure I just butchered his last name, Stanford University, he was part of the uh, the, the Barrington Declaration of uh, various scientists saying that locking schools down and keeping kids from going to school is going to harm children. And uh, he was suppressed. And the, the great Barrington Declaration was suppressed. Uh, and Twitter doing that suppression. Um, the, the professor went on Fox News to talk about being suppressed. Uh, here's some of what he had to say um, in this uh, conversation back and forth uh, with Laura Ingram about uh, being suppressed uh, on on Twitter and uh, the, the problems that arose uh, around that. Uh, here's uh, Jay uh, Badaracha. From a public policy point of view, if, if you look at what the government did, I suspect very strongly that there was some government direction of this. I've been involved with this lawsuit uh, that has been brought by the Missouri and Louisiana Attorney General's offices against the Biden administration. And we've uncovered tremendous evidence that that there were federal agencies that were part, that were directing social media companies about what to censor even who to censor now uh, I, if that is actually the case that that, that 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 this blacklisting was directed by the government against american citizens that's a direct violation of my civil rights it's a direct violation of the first amendment and every american should be outraged so are we going to see uh anything done from this are we going to see investigations of the federal government's involvement in suppressing speech uh on social media companies like twitter we would only know about this and actually have the receipts if Musk purchased Twitter, which he did. Uh, so are we going to see the receipts uh, being forced out by Congress when it comes to Facebook, when it comes to Google, when it comes to other social media companies? Uh, all of this, of course, snowballing and uh, pretty uh, pretty frightening stuff uh, in this country where we champion free speech and free press. Uh, but uh, now we're starting to see that social media, uh, as m many of us have suspected, were indeed being told by the federal government about what to suppress. It was 
wasn't just Donald Trump and all of his bombastic talk. It wasn't just... Um, you know, somebody uh, talking about uh, ballot harvesting and, and trying to suppress that. It was also suppression around COVID-19 and just general suppression of conservatives uh, on social media channels. In particular, like uh, Dan Bongino, uh, who was recently, uh, you know, blacklisted. And he was out there talking about uh, trying to find uh, alternative avenues and alternative parallel platforms from banking to social media to get around this censorship that everybody knew was happening. But the fact that it's now at the behest of governments being shown through Twitter files. Uh, that's that's a huge problem. Uh, and again, uh, you got Elon Musk, who's been pretty bombastic on Twitter after having taken it over. And uh, some of his most recent tweets seems to be targeting Dr. Anthony Fauci. And uh, most recently, he said uh, on Twitter that his pronouns are prosecute Fauci. Well, um, some Internet sleuths went back and found uh, Fauci talking about gain-of-function research way back in 2013. Uh, here's what uh, some of that had to say uh, from Dr. Anthony Fauci himself talking about uh, doing gain-of-function research. It's triggered a concern, understandably, clearly, that if you give a gain of function of a pathogenic virus to make it more transmissible, that's a whole different story than some of the other things we faced. So let's get down to what of reaction, sometimes bordering on the very extreme, as shown by this editorial from the New York Times, an engineered doomsday. We at NIAID, being the major funders of most but not all of these people, we obviously were connected to that because they wanted to know, since you're our major funders, what kind of research will you fund? There was a major... First of all, questions have come up about the concern of the danger of people that you fund. NIAID, NIH, certainly CDC, only funds and conducts gain-of-function research on H5N1 highly pathogenic avian influenza viruses for researchers who are highly trained, skilled, experienced, and adequately regulated. So, uh, again, Fauci talking about gain-of-function research way back in 2013, and uh, that was one of the topics as well that seemed to be suppressed. If you talked about gain-of-function research on social media, uh, you didn't have an amount of reach that you probably should have had. Uh, and all of this seeming to snowball, I don't think we've heard the last of it by far. Uh, there's also major concerns about uh, Twitter previously under different ownership of uh, child porn that was on Twitter. Uh, and Twitter uh, doing now under Musk uh, trying to clean all that out. Uh, but there's even those uh, uh, possible things that need to come out in full transparent hearings as to the impacts of social media. What they were censoring, going out there and saying Dan Bongino can't talk about a parallel economy. Uh, Dr. Jay Bataracha can't say that, uh, you know, uh, locking kids home from school is bad for their health. Uh, Donald Trump questioning uh, the mail-in ballots and whether those are uh, possibly, uh, you know, open to fraud. You can't talk about that on Twitter. But apparently Twitter was free reign when it came to child exploitation. And that it's just, it's just mind-boggling what they went out there and actively censored versus what they let just have free reign. Uh, very troubling stuff. Uh, obviously, not the end of this story.